What's up, everybody? How you all doing? How you doing? 7.14 a.m. Big day. April 15th, 2020. It's a big day today. It's tax day. Today's the two-year anniversary of my grandma Sharon passing away. And it's also my Uncle Rick's birthday, who's her son, my mom's younger brother, who's, I've always, he's always, like, seemed young at heart, but I think he's 55, I think he's three years younger than my mom, because my mom's about to be 58 next month, so yeah, he's a, he's a grown man, I've seen him once in the past decade plus and that was when that was just less than a couple years ago last time I was in Great Falls Montana for my grandma's funeral but yeah that was, that was a weird reunion that was, I got drunk with my uncle Rick and the oh my gosh I think I've told this on the podcast before but it was so crazy because I was sleeping on the mattress <laughs> this was this this is one of those you had to be there situations. I was sleeping on the air mattress in the living room and I remember watching Click watching the Adam Sandler movie The Click Flick. It's a it's a click flick. It's not chick flick, it's a click flick. That's a Right, Sandler, Sandler, you can use that. You can use that Sandman if you want. But, oh my gosh. So I watched, I fell asleep watching Click, which is, I don't know if that was like a sign from the universe. They were telling me, because you know how the story of Click is, he gets a remote control that he can fast forward and rewind and pause his life. I was just, I think it was a sign from the universe saying, like, don't, <laughs> just don't, don't drink as much as Uncle Rick, because, because then you'll, because it, it was like, it was like, this is what you could be like in 30 years. <laughs> it's like the Adam Sandler version of me. Nah, but, I don't know. I think my uncle, <laughs> see, as you can see, I've only, I've only seen him once in the past like, before that, I hadn't seen him in over a dozen years. Like, for a long time. But, yeah. He's, I don't know, like a lot of people. I think I got a lot of that alcohol, alcoholic gene on both sides of my family. <laughs> so, that's why, maybe that's one of the reasons why I just don't drink that much. I really only drink if I'm at, like, a party or something or or a baseball game. Speaking of which, baseball. But <laughs> it's the Mariners podcast. <laughs> but wait, let me finish the story. So I'm sleeping on the air mattress and falling asleep. I fell asleep watching Click, which is a underrated Sandler movie. And, and then I woke up in the middle of the night and... <laughs> Because I, I think Uncle Rick was, he was sitting on the chair. He was sleeping on the chair 
right behind me, because I was on the, it was the living room, and in the middle of the night, I, I wake up, and, and it's one of those situations where both of the people y- y- were like, ah, or like, were yelling, like, ah, <laughs> you know, you know in movies when, when two people see each other, and then they both yell, but you think that never happens in real life. But me and my Uncle Rick were doing that. Because <laughs> he was, I mean, as, like I said, we were drinking that night. So I, I mean, he was drunk, disoriented in the middle of the night. And I'm pretty sure he, <laughs> I think he was trying to go to the bathroom. But what I think happened here is he was trying to go to the bathroom and he tripped and fell and kind of fell like sideways onto the air mattress (laughs) and then I woke up and Uncle Rick was just kind of laying diagonally across kind of like across me (laughs) and I was like "Ah!" and then he went "Ah!" (laughs) it's so funny I I was like thinking it's actually really funny because you think that never happens where where both the people both the people yell but that's that's what happens when it's 2 a.m. and you're disoriented and we were eating Taco John's that night and I remember taking shots that man I never drink hard alcohol really unless it's a a partay Part, but yeah, I was drinking. I'm trying to remember what what was I taking shots of with Rick. It may have been Fireball. Maybe it was Fireball, <laughs> or something. Like, who knows? But yeah, that was that. Oh yeah, I remember. I, right, right when he got there, I drove. <laughs> we we drove to the, I drove him to the liquor store. I do remember that. The one over. By Billy and Allen over there for all you Great Falls, Montana geographers. But yeah, it's April 15th. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's the liquor store that it's got the giant tomahawk and the giant Indian guy, Native American guy. You know that one? <laughs> you, know, you know that one in Montana? The one with the tomahawk and totem pole. Alright. Alright. Oh yeah, and today's my buddy Greg Williams' birthday. Who I've mentioned on a recent podcast. I keep giving Greg shoutouts. So, figure I might as well, since I remembered it was his birthday this morning. I'll have to shoot him a, a quarantine text. A corn text. There you go. Alright. Yeah, I'm I'm rocking. Let's just do Mariner's memorabilia. Because I'm decked out right now. I got my Mariner's t-shirt on. That I've talked about before. On one of these episodes. And I'm rocking my Edgar. My... This was a free giveaway. I was just talking about this yesterday. Because I was talking about the Edgar plaque. I'm wearing my Edgar Martinez... Jersey, number 11, 
Seattle Mariners. One of the best Alaska Airlines on the right sleeve there. One of the best giveaways. This might be the best giveaway I've ever got. Even better than the bobblehead. No, you can't compete with the bobbleheads, though. People love the bobbleheads. But this a jersey? A jersey? A new jersey. A new jersey. Brand new jersey. <laughs> I wonder if that's been a newspaper headline in New Jersey for the New York Times. Brand new jersey. I, I bet they've used that before. Why? Why does? It's weird how New Jersey gets a, such a bad reputation. I've only, I've driven through it once, during the East Coast baseball trip. So I don't really remember it. Like we seriously just drove right through it, stopped at a rest area, going from Philly to New York, and then going back. But I guess that's what everybody says about New Jersey, is that. It's like a it's like a drive over state. You know, they got the flyover states. New Jersey's a, a drive over state. There you go. <laughs> I don't know, it's it's weird how it has a it's like the Florida of the Northeast, New Jersey is. Cause everyone people clown Florida. They love to clown Florida. Alright, I'm gonna read a a book. A quote from Baseball Book of Quips and Quotes. Natural grass is a wonderful... Excuse me. (laughs) Take two. Natural grass is a wonderful thing for little bugs and sinkerball pitchers. Dan Quisenberry. Ooh. I was just out picking Dan Quisenberries the other day on my walk. I saw a bush full of Dan Quisenberries. Just a bunch of berries with... A image of a little baseball man on him. <laughs> a little guy in a baseball hat. This is a, a Dan Quisenberry plant. Quiz, Quisenberry. <laughs> he probably got made fun of so much. <laughs> I just, I, I'm making, I can't stop laughing about it. I don't know. I, uh, I feel like I'm a better... I was thinking about this yesterday. I think I'm a better reader than I need to really focus on my on my out loud reading cuz I don't know. I I swear I'm I think I'm better than it's not that I'm, <laughs> it's not that I'm not trying right now. Of course I'm trying, but I just need to concentrate. You know? You just got to that's the main thing with with reading out loud. Let me let me practice. I'll practice reading out loud again here. Who do we who who's next here? Oh, Derek Jeter. Jeter. Derek Jeter from God Save the Fan by Will Leach. I think the main thing with reading out loud for me is I just need to s- slow down and cuz like I will just I'll be looking ahead or something or trying to go too fast or like reading ahead in my head while I'm reading out loud. <laughs> you just gotta slow down. 
It's, it's okay. It's not a big deal. <laughs> it's okay, Chris. It's not, it's not the end of the world. But, yeah, it's funny, though. I just, it's just, I have flashbacks of always reading out loud. I was, I was always good, though. Here, let me do it here. Beloved Yankees shortstop, best described as looking like The Rock's retarded little brother, somehow has navigated the New York media rigmarole so that he is beloved regardless of what his actions and however many vapid quotes he gives. Has his own cologne. Can't play defense. There we go. That, I noticed that time. I'm, I made a, an effort. Did you guys, could you tell? I made an effort to slow down. When I, when I was reading that, looking like The Rock's retarded little brother. That's <laughs> this is back, back when we could say retarded, and then we had a, a window of about a decade there, where you weren't supposed to say retarded, but now, but now people are saying retarded again. It's <laughs> the word retarded has. What's well, the opposite of, cause, cause to retard means to slow down, right? Like doesn't isn't that like the technical term for it? Is so <laughs> the use of the word retarded has has uptarded, uptarded. <laughs> What's uptard? It's like that game. Remember that game? What's up, Tard? What's what's up, dog? Alright. Let's do um Oh, here's kind of a baseball one. This guy played baseball for a minute. I wanna practice reading out loud more now that I I feel like I cracked the case for how how you're supposed to do it, you know? <laughs> you like that's the main thing. I just realized that. So just slow down. Because you're probably talking faster than you realize it. It's, it's like, and nobody, no, when you listen to people reading out loud, the last thing you want is for them to race through it. Just, just take your time. I don't know why I'm emphasizing this so much, but it's because it's a, an important skill that you have to do throughout your life. Whether whether you're in education, you're a student, or a teacher, or you have a podcast, <laughs> you're a podcaster. Uh, right, here, here, I'm going to do another one. Michael Jordan. Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Absolutely in no way suspended by Commissioner David Stern for gambling in the mid-90s. Nope. <laughs> I like that. That's funny. I heard another theory about that is because his Michael Jordan's dad was murdered on the side of the road. And that happened right before he started playing baseball. And his dad always wanted him to play baseball. So there's a little anecdote for you. It could be that could be one of the reasons why. He pl- he would play baseball in the middle of his basketball career. <laughs> it really doesn't make sense if you really think about it. 
like the best player in not even the the best athlete in the world at the time in in his sport and then he retires to play baseball at I, I, this is this is like a this story is as old as me cuz when did he wait now we got to see when did all right before we then we'll get into the mariners we haven't even got into the mariners game yet but first cuz didn't he retire in was it 93 was it my year he was born in 63 I mean, I mean, retire for the first time. That's what I mean, to play baseball. Yeah, he did. It was 1993. So, June. June of 93. That's, I was, uh, well, if I remembered, (laughs) that's my first memory. I was one month old, and I remember watching Michael Jordan retire. (laughs) I have a really deep memory but that is in at, at 30 years old just pretty much just right in his prime just right in that how many MVPs was he yeah he won MVP in five times 1988 91 92 96 98 14 time all-star six-time NBA champion six-time NBA finals MVP Goodness gracious, Michael Jordan. I'm like, I'm like the the guy who's just figuring out that Michael Jordan's good. All right, get this, get this. The that's so crazy. Wait, he actually played. Oh, he played 17 games in the 1994-95 season. That's interesting. I wonder. When he played those games. Alright. We get this. So the. Right before. MJ retired for the first time. His stats. He averaged. 32.6 points per game. Good lord. On. 49.5% from the field. That's ridiculous. That's so good. (laughs) That's like 50% from the field. For Michael Jordan. Man, I wonder what kind of shots were in his repertoire. Like, what were his main go-tos, you think? Because Michael Jordan, he was only 32.7% from three-point for his career. Which is, that's not that good. But 49.7% for his career from the field. Wow. So basically 50%. From the field for his career. And 83.5% from the line. That's really good. Wait, what? He averaged 30 points per game on the career. (laughs) That's that's so good. That's so crazy. Alright. This just in. Michael Jordan is good at basketball. If you guys didn't know, this Michael Jordan guy is... This guy's pretty good. He averaged... Oh, that was only three games. Over three games in the 1986 playoffs, he averaged 44 points per game. But it was only 
three games, so. But still, though, <laughs> that's still pretty good. All right, that's, uh, what were his baseball stats, so? I want to see his, I want to see if he was good at baseball. I bet he wasn't, I bet he wasn't that bad at baseball. Let's see. Baseball reference. Pulling up the baseball reference. 1994. I thought, for some reason, I thought he made it to the major leagues. You're telling me? You're telling me he didn't make it to the majors? I thought he played for the White Sox. But he played for the the Birmingham Barons. There you go. Double A. White Sox affiliates. 127 games in the 1994 season. Wait, that's funny. That's funny that the one year he played was there was a strike. But he wasn't up there in the majors. So they must not have had a strike. It must not have counted for the minor leagues. Okay. So he had three home runs, 51 RBIs. That's a decent amount of RBIs. 30 stolen bases. But he was caught stealing 18 times. That's a lot. And his batting average, 202. That is... That is 17 doubles, though. That's decent. But a 202 batting average. <laughs> That's not good for double A. Not that I could do any better, but... I mean, it's actually... Well, that's pretty good considering he's a basketball player. <laughs> considering he's not a baseball player, 202 batting average and 17 doubles and 51 RBIs, three home runs. That's not terrible. That's not too bad. For, I mean, that's probably better than 99% of basketball players would do at baseball, right? Right now, it's it's not as easy as you would think. I'm sure it's extremely difficult to cross over to another professional sport when you're already. Because baseball, baseball isn't like Michael Jordan's insane athleticism isn't going to help him that much in baseball. It it'll only help in the field. Like he might be able to. What position was he? Wait, now I gotta check on that. He might be able to run down some balls. Cause I'm thinking he was Was he outfield? Wait, um how come it doesn't maybe he was a utility man? <laughs> Let's just see baseball position. That'd be funny if you were wearing a Michael Jordan baseball jersey. That'd be pretty tight. Okay, he was an outfielder. Yep, just what that's what I was thinking. Cause he could he could run down some baseballs out there. Imagine Michael Jordan robbing a home run. He jumps like four and a half feet in the air. Just oh my gosh. What if he he dives over the wall like that one Jay Buner play? Jay Buner is a straight up Mariner legend. Speaking of the Mariners, let's just get right into the Mariners. But 
Now I need to look up Jay Buhner. God, the bone. They had this one. This was a pretty recent Mariners game. Maybe a few years ago. Oh, what was it called? There's a special name for the promotion, but it was the bone, Jay Buhner. And he has a, a bald head, this super shaved. It's kind of his trademark. And he was, the promotion was that he would shave your hair. Like, I think, I think it was actually Jay Buhner that was shaving people's heads. Like, I think that's, I swear that's what they were doing. Which is really, cr- now that I say it out loud, it doesn't seem possible. <laughs> it seems implausible. It seems insane. But I think that, I think that's what they were doing. <laughs> Jay Buner was shaving people. All right, let's see. I'm pulling up. Yeah, <laughs> trying to pull up Jay Buner there. Let's just talk about the this Mariners game here. Here we go. Let's just get right into it. The Mariners game, because I'll just press refresh for that. There you go. Oh, here's Jay Buner. Hmm? <laughs> okay. It's always weird when you're. It's just like, uh, huh. (laughs) It's weird when you're like, when your iPhone is not, when your iPhone is acting like a, like a desktop computer, you know, remember those giant desktop computers? So they would make those like, That's what it sounded like when you had to sign on to the to the interwebs. All right, just forget. We'll get back to Jay Buhner some <laughs> some other time here. Here we go. Mariners game seven to five. Mariners win. Mariners win. Off to a nine and three start. Wow, one oh seven start time. So it's a day game. Day game. Ah, fighter of the night game. Ah, champion of the sun. Ah, is a master of karate and friendship for everyone. Day game. Ah, that's from It's Always Sunny. Night, day man. Ah, <laughs> fighter of the night, man. Ah, champion of the sun. <laughs> That's such an underrated show. I'm surprised it's not more popular. But, like, how is It's Always Sunny not as popular as The Office? I don't really understand why The Office is... I mean, I guess it's because it was on Netflix forever. And it's still on Netflix till the end of 2020, I believe. But, yeah. Because I don't think It's Always Sunny has ever been on Netflix, really. It's, that's like the big difference maker. Is whether or not something is on Netflix. Because <laughs> everybody has it. Right? Isn't that crazy? But now it's 
now other streaming services are taking over. All right. So that's the... Because what? They got the new... They got the Disney one. They got... What's the other one? Apple. They got Hulu. They got... Oh, here we go. Here's Jay Buhner. <laughs> All right, Jay Buhner. He played... September 11th, 1987 was his debut. Never forget. And then last appearance, October 7th, 2001. Right after the the real 9-11. Wow. Played his first two seasons for the Yankees. Then for the Mariners from 1988 to 01. He's a one-time All-Star, a Gold Glove winner, and Mariners Hall of Fame. 310 home runs. That's a lot. 964 ribbies on the career. 254 batting average. There you go. It's from Louisville, Kentucky. He grew up in... Oh no, he grew up in... Southeast of Houston. Houston. Alrighty. That's Buner. What's Buner? He always would have... He always was on TV. In... Oh, what was it? It was like a Ford dealership. Some some used car dealership. Or maybe... Maybe it wasn't used cars. But... I just remember... Jay Buner was always... In commercials. For this one... Maybe if I just... If I search Jay Buhner car dealership. See, other people already searched it. <laughs> Northwest Motorsport. There you go. I called it. <laughs> I love how other people were already... Like, people are on it. They're, they know... Ex- he has a whole page on their website. <laughs> There's a whole section that just says Jay Buhner. On the Northwest Motorsport website. I gotta click on that now. Now I gotta see... Jay's favorite trucks. What? Wow. I wonder how much money... How much money do you think they paid Jay Buhner to be their spokesperson? Or how much... I bet he makes... From Northwest Motorsport... Wait, maybe if I just... Wait. uh, It's not going to be on the internet. That wouldn't be... (laughs) There's no way that that information would be on Google. I'm guessing... Jay Buhner. He's a pretty big name in the... the, I was going to say the Mariner region. (laughs) You know, the the Northwest Mariner... The Mariner Sound. I'm going to start calling it the Mariner Sound. Instead of the Puget Sound. You know, you know... Mariner Lake. Uh, I'm guessing Northwest Motorsport pays Jay Buhner. What are you guessing? Get your guess in. Say it out loud wherever you are. I'm going to say... I mean, even though I don't have the... <laughs> the funny thing is that we can't look up the information. But it's still fun to guess. I'm guessing that they pay him... I'm, I keep thinking quarter million is what is what my head keeps going to. I keep going to 
250000 a year, right? That's kind of, that might be even too low. I don't know. That's a lot of money, though. Maybe it might be, it could be half a million. It could be, it could be given Buner the bone, half a mil a year. Eh, eh. Because I wonder, because he probably doesn't do that much actual work for them. But uh, maybe he does, maybe he does a, like a bunch of events. Like he probably does a bunch of, does he own it? Does Jay Buhner, oh, he's a minority owner and TV spokesman of Northwest Motorsports. Okay. So he's a, he has a stake in the ownership. So how much is Jay Buhner worth? Let's see. Now I got to look up Jay Buhner. Because why? Jay Buhner career earnings is what. That's what I was doing yesterday. I kept looking at NBA players career earnings. And being shocked that. That just random players like. Like Steve Blake. I'm pretty sure he made like. He made like 50 million in his career. Like 50 mil. She's like, that's not bad. That's not a bad. Let's let's try to find Mariner's salaries. What is this? Oh, this is an interesting. What year is this from? 1996. Wow. Oh, <laughs> okay, here we go. Mariner's salaries from 1996. So you have Ken Griffey Jr., at seven and a half million. Randy Johnson, the big unit, at six mil. Jay Buhner's third, at five and a half million. Okay, so he was making. He was making bank. That's I mean, for for nineteen ninety six, five and a half million. Gosh, I guess he just loves Northwest Motorsport, right? <laughs> Maybe he just has a passion for trucks. He has a passion for trucks and robbing home runs by diving over the fence, which is what Jay Buhner did probably multiple times. Gosh, that was his trademark. Is when he would he would rob a home run and literally end up on the other side of the fence. Just his entire body. So funny. So fun. One of the funniest... I love baseball bloopers. I'm a huge fan of baseball bloopers. And and great plays. Just great plays and bloopers. But bloopers are better though. (laughs) Because sometimes bloopers are great plays. Like... If and sometimes great plays are bloopers, <laughs> but like if Jay Buhner robs a home run, but then he accidentally dives over the wall, that's a a great play and a blooper. Is that you go? Or oh, one of the best great plays ever. Oh, remember that? 
that that one Derek Jeter catch, that one, speaking of Jeter, we were just talking about him earlier, that one Jeter catch where he dove into, no, he didn't really dive. He kind of just sprinted into the, the third row. Remember that one? He was just, it was the third base side, and he was sprinting, and he ended up just launching himself into the third row. It's pretty much his, that's the, that's the signature Derek Jeter play. It's that one, and then the one against the Oakland A's, which was in the playoffs, I believe. The one where, where, oh, this was the most heads-up play of all time. This was, this play, I just got goosebumps. I just got goosebumps just thinking about this one. Because the ball is being thrown in from the outfield, and they're relaying it in, and then it's, it's slowly rolling to home plate, and Derek Jeter comes swooping in from out of the frame, just swoops in from nowhere, and then he does that little, he does like a, a quarterback pitch, like an option pitch. You know how quarterbacks pitch it on the option? But yeah, that's exactly what Derek Jeter did. I mean, if you're a baseball fan, you know the play. It's a famous play. But it's it's a one of a kind though. Like you never I can't picture any other I've never seen anything like it. There's cuz it's such a exact unique situation where the ball has to be rolling perfectly towards the plate. And then he has to be in the perfect position, and then just everything has to come right into place. That's what that's baseball for you. All right, <laughs> but yeah, I'm just some guy, some professional athletes. I believe in stuff like a clutch gene. I think that there's a there's such a thing as being clutch, but. Like you can't even teach it. Like some, like guys like Derek Jeter and Tiger, Michael Jordan. We were just talking about Michael Jordan. <clears throat> yeah, you can't teach what those guys. It's, it goes below. It goes beyond the sport. Like they have like a. It's an intuition. It's a win tuition. Because they just have an intuition to win. Like guys like, like Steph Curry. God, <laughs> I was watching Steph Curry, his game for Daviston back in 2008 in the Elite Eight when they lost to Kansas. I just watched that game. One of the many games I've rewatched. I also just rewatched the Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard back in 2011, San Diego State. Lost to UConn when UConn was on their way to winning the championship that year. Kemba, Kemba Waka. All right, but yeah, Kawhi. He was, he was just so skinny back in college. He was, he's gotten so much. He's he's gotten so much bulkier and so much bigger. But you you couldn't really tell that. Kawhi was going to be a superstar 
just watching that game. Because you could tell that Steph Curry was going to be... Because he broke the... Oh, man, he gets to the coffee. Steph Curry broke the record for three-pointers in college. Because remember, he broke it in the NBA. But he broke the... Was it the all-time record or was it the season? No, not the all-time. Just for a season. Steph Curry broke that record for three-pointers. So you knew he was good. But... And the worst part about it was... Davison was down... They were either down two or three points at the end. On the final shot. On the last second. And guess who passed it and did not take the final shot? Yeah, right? You guessed it. Mr. Steph Curry did not take the final shot for Davison. And that's... That's just a, that's a bonehead, speaking of the bone, that's a bonehead play by their coach. Like you got, if you're, I'm, I'm sure that the coach of Davison knew that Steph Curry was, I mean, nobody knew that he was going to be the next Steph Curry, but the next Steph Curry, but the first Steph Curry, but still you, if you're the coach of Davison there. How do you have to? How come he? How come Steph Curry was the one with a hand with a ball in his hand? I mean, that makes sense that he was the one with the ball in his hands, but they could have ran a play for him where. What I would have done is try to run a play for him where he runs off some screens and then catches it and shoots. That that's easy, <laughs> you know, where he doesn't got caught watching the paint dry. On the swinging, swinging the picket fence. So he swings a picket fence, doesn't get caught watching the paint dry. Uh, <laughs> that's that's like what I, that's why I take from that movie, from Hoosiers. I haven't seen Hoosiers for a while, but we have it on DVD at home, my parents' house. I wonder if that one's on Netflix, or YouTube. Speaking of which, King of Queens is on, not Netflix, but King of Queens is on YouTube. So I was just talking about how I got to watch some episodes of King of Queens. Or maybe, yeah, maybe we could do a podcast during, (laughs) while I'm watching King of Queens. But that's definitely... I'm just trying to, I've like over the past few days, I've tried to slow down a little bit with the podcasts. I mean, not that I still do them. I'm still doing it every day, no matter what, just because I want to have a big chunk of content, <laughs> a big content chunk from this time period, just a ton of that's why I'm just doing so many podcasts. Because I know I'm not going to always have this much time. Obviously. None none of us are. We're not going to... We're not going to always have this much time. So I'm just... I, I'm, I still have so much free time. <laughs> like even for all the podcasting I've been doing. 
I still just find myself just just listening to podcasts all the time. Going for walks every day. I got to go to Walmart today to reload on food. So I'm going to bring a, a, a t-shirt to tie around my face. Because I have a feeling that they might have a, a new rule that you have to have a some sort of mask to get in there. I haven't been there since for like nine days, but... Mm. Oh yeah, that's what I was gonna say. This morning, I get guess what? Guess what I got this morning? I pulled up my Bank of America account. Guess what was in there? Twelve hundred dollars from the government. What? <laughs> I was like, I was, it was a pleasant surprise. That was quick. That was definitely quicker. I must be. I must be on the on the front of the list. <laughs> that must that must mean I'm probably t- I'm probably towards the bottom of earners just based on the fact that I got that stimulus check so quick. I I'm not mad at it. I'm happy. But maybe maybe it's partially because I already filed my taxes and I already got my tax return. Back in early March, back before all the stuff went down. So that might have something to do with it. That might be, or the fact that I'm I'm just, yeah, I like that. I like how I already got my, I must be one of the first people. Because they were just saying, they were saying on Monday that the checks were being sent, that people were receiving their checks this week. Or some people were. And yeah, yeah, I happened I happened to be one of those people. So I was pretty I was pretty pleased by that. And I'm just so man, I always brag. I always brag about having a this is a better time period than ever to have that loverhead, as I call it. I call it a loverhead. I have that that low overhead cost. Right, this is I'm I'm thankful right now to have that. It's a good time to have that. But that like the fact that twelve hundred dollars, literally, like I might be making money. I might be making money from that. Isn't that crazy, man? That's cause that's cause I got that low overhead son, <laughs> and I haven't I haven't bought gas. I haven't bought gas once in over five weeks. So, so yeah, that's what I'm saving money. You're saving money on transportation. <laughs> it's funny. That's, that's so, cause I just got that, I just got that overhead. <laughs> I'm just so lucky. I mean, I always need to remind myself how lucky I am. I like to I like to just use the word lucky cuz yeah you can't control what you're born into is isn't that crazy like I could have been born I mean anyone any of us you could have been born into any situation but I, I was not only not only I'm going to get patriotic now <laughs> not only was I born in the greatest country in the world the US of A but I was born 
and grew up in one of the coolest parts of the best country in the world, the Pacific Northwest. Like even like people from around the country envy the Pacific Northwest, I think. Do that I I think well people think it rains a lot. They think it rains more than it does. They overrate the amount it rains. Cause right now it's beautiful there. It's it's sunny up there in up there in Pacific Northwest right now. And for the next pretty much from April through October. So like half the year. It's nice weather. It's not bad at all. Really the the only time it's rains a lot up there is November, December, January, February. The winter months when it's snowing ever but would you rather have it snow a bunch or just get some drizzle? It doesn't even rain hard. We we just get that drizzle up there. Just get that that trickle-down effect. Speaking of economics, that trickle-down cloud. We get that we get those trickle clouds. <laughs> I'll start calling them. Those those that sounds like something Theo Vaughn would say. The them them trickle hitters. We we get them we got them trickle hitters. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> uh Theo Vaughn just Invented his own language, basically. Just, he's, he's got like a... It's a hybrid. He, Theo Vaughn speaks uh, a southern slash... Slash MTV. <laughs> like, part of his language is... It's... It's... Because it's, uh, he was a reality TV star. I always forget that. That Theo Vaughn was a reality TV star. He he kind of does. He always talks like he's being, like he's doing an on the fly interview, in the real world. <laughs> That's it. That's so funny. I just realized that. If you listen, if you're a fan of Theo Vaughn, I think you know what I'm talking about. But because he's he speaks in sound bites, like he he speaks in little. In little clippable, like you could make ten second clips, which is, cause cause you can tell that he was on, he did the challenge, the real world, road rules challenge, for years. But you can tell that, that he's used to, like he knows how to talk to, to cameras, like reality TV. I think, I think reality TV people. Are smarter than we give them credit for, like, because yeah. you know what I'm saying, man. Because, because they know what they're doing. Like for for example, of course the Kardashians, they're actually geniuses, because, because they're billionaire. Who's the really rich? Is it Kylie? Isn't Kylie Jenner? She's a billionaire. Cause she has that. Isn't it's from the makeup company. That's how she got super rich. But they out. They're just they're smarter than we think. <laughs> it's I, 
I know that you think that you think that they're dumber. You think that they're really dumb, but I th- I think they're just they're making entertainment. Like they know what they're doing. They and they know what how they're coming off. And it's a, it's a game. It's like a it's like a big game. The whole reality TV thing. Right? Cuz cuz you have to act extreme. That's the point of reality TV. Is you're supposed to you actually you're more memorable if you act dumb. So it just encourages you it, it encourages dumb behavior. Even on reality shows like Survivor where Survivor is a totally different reality show than The Bachelor or Jersey Shore or The Real World. But Survivor, it it kind of markets itself as a kind of a classier reality show. But even then, you have the people, the most memorable people are the extreme characters. Like the people that I remember from Survivor right now. I'm thinking Coach. I've talked about Coach before. Boston Rob. And Russell. Remember Russell? That that little the little guy with the beard? I think he was from Oklahoma. Right? He was from or maybe Texas. He's from one of those one of those plains states. He's a he was a high plains drifter. That that Russell but and he was a cheater remember remember russell he was he would lie to everyone he would just lie to people's faces but oh rupert remember rupert in survivor oh my god i wonder how old that guy was cuz he seemed like he was at the time i saw him he seemed like he was 50 but I bet he was really only Okay, so he was born in 1964. <clears throat> yeah, so he was he was in his 30s when that happened. <laughs> wow. Cuz Yeah, in 2003 is when he was on Survivor Pearl Islands. And he was born January of 1964. So they probably filmed it in 02 maybe. He's like 38. Wow, now I got to look at Pearl Island. Because remember, he had that huge beard. He was basically the Hagrid. He was the Hagrid of of Survivor. Rupert was... People love... Oh, he's kind of... He's kind of like Hagrid meets Hurley from Lost. Right? And then you have the whole, well, I mean, Hurley from Lost, because the whole island plot line of it, you have that whole thing of it, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking at his picture, <coughs> Rupert Bonham, <coughs> Boneham, man, we, we just keep coming back to the bone, <laughs> Rupert Boneham, like Jay Buhner, the bone, but he looks... He does look. His face is pretty youthful once you look at him. But it's kind of funny how that's speaking of dumb. 
that's kind of an example of how people are are just we just judge people by their covers. We're just very judgmental and animalistic kind of cuz just cuz Rupert has a big beard doesn't mean he's old. <laughs> but I guess I was it's cuz I was only 10 and when you're a kid every all adults remember all adults look the same age when you're a kid like you think like I would look like an old man <laughs> isn't that cra- I would look like an old guy to myself to myself to my past self 15 years ago but I'm like I'm not an old guy see I, I always I always get sensitive about that I'm like I'm not even man I'm not even 27 yet I'm only I'm on the countdown though only nine days away from my 27th birthday but I guess I would think maybe when I was in even when I was in high school I'd probably think that that 27 is a old, pretty old age but I'm sure I had I think I once I think I had some teachers I'm sure I had some teachers that were younger than me younger than I am right now so that's another thing that's crazy and then and then my mom tells me that because my mom was a former research a recess teacher of course for over a decade so then she's telling me how like the girls I went to school with they're their teachers now so then that makes now that makes me like really reflect I'm like I guess you don't but you don't have to be old you just don't have to be old to become a teacher really right like you can be I mean it it might be tougher though because it's harder to get respect when you're younger but I think it's it's easier for a girl my age than me like if I was trying to teach right now actually I don't know do you th- do you think I I would have to be I would have to get serious, like I would have to bring out my dad voice, you know, <laughs> if I was a teacher, because I couldn't be, I couldn't be all like jokey jokey, like laughing all the I couldn't laugh a bunch, because you can't do because you have to be an authority figure, because people, your students have to respect you, right. So, that's a that's why, yeah. Like, there's not that many young men teachers. They're like my age, cause you know, cause for some reason, once you, I think once you get to thirty, as a as a dude, guys are just we're slower to mature than than girls, like. Guys in their 20s are way less mature than girls in their 20s. I think I think that's a I know that's like a big generalization, but I think you you probably agree. It's a that's positive. It's positive sexism. Right? <laughs> Cuz I even just using just using the sample size of my family. My sister is the youngest one. 
and then yeah, my sister's 25 and she's she's had a she's had a career for what for over two for two and a half years so <laughs> she's she's doing my sister's doing great like she's a, an accountant and yeah she has a good career but not that <laughs> not that I'm not mature cuz I think you definitely have to have a certain level of maturity to move to move to a faraway city by yourself like you got to have some sort of some level of confidence or responsibility or maturity or something to be that far away from from uh from home but I'm not saying I'm I'm not saying I'm mature at all obviously because I don't have like a like a a career <laughs> but I mean I but I also consider myself excuse me I'm like a hustler though I consider myself a really hard worker and a self-starter and like a very motivated creative person like I'm I'm always I mean, especially over the past month, every single day I'm doing the podcast. And then last night I was thinking, I got to start writing again. I haven't written anything on my blog for a couple weeks. Thegoat1.blogspot.com But yeah, I think there's just, there's different types of maturity and success and all that. Because I wouldn't, I'm not unsuccessful. As as far as being a creative person, I would consider myself successful so far. Like at at the young like a lot of creative people, I think I, I guess everybody comes to it at different points in their life. But a lot of creative people haven't done anything, haven't created anything by the time they're 26. So I'm just pre- I'm pretty proud. I I'm just break I'm just bragging now. But I don't, I don't know. I'm proud of publishing two books on Amazon and I've done so many podcasts. I have so many hours, hundreds of hours of podcasts just just back just <clears throat> uploaded on the <clears throat> on the podcast, on the books. And then Hundred like five hundred six hundred blog posts, and what else? Oh yeah, I and background acting, like that's a whole different type of creativeness. Is doing the being on TV. That's been pretty. That's been pretty cool. Cause that's a that's just a different lane. It's a different type of. It's totally different than writing and podcasting, and then. And then doing stand-up comedy. God, that, that's, that's like the, the thing I'm the most proud of, the, of myself for doing over the past year. Is having the, the, the cojones, the balls. Because I think a lot of people want to do stand-up comedy, but they never do it their whole life. Like, I'm sure a lot of people... Well, I know that because I was one of those people till I for 26 years of my life till 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 June. 
till last June. Gosh, I'm just... I would definitely recommend it, though. If you're a fan of stand-up comedy, like, you don't have to do it. You don't have to become a stand-up comic or do it all the time. But I think everybody that's a fan of stand-up comedy, it should... All those people should try it once. Just because it, it gives you a totally different perspective of... Because then you can see... Because then you can relate to when you're watching it. Not that... I don't really watch that much stand-up. But I'm more... I just watch podcasts. I'm a podcast dude. Which, I mean... A lot of the podcasts obviously feature stand-up comedians, the ones I'm a fan of. Like last night, I just watched the Tim Dillon episode of Joe Rogan last time. I'm a big, f- I love Tim Dillon. I think that dude is, Tim Dillon is one of those guys who's going to be a comedy superstar in the next five years. Like Tim Dillon, Chris Stefano. And Mark Normand. Those are and all those guys are New York guys. Even though, but now Tim Dillon's an LA guy now. But those are that's my prediction. Tim Dillon, Mark Normand, Chris Stefano. Those those are gonna be three, comp stand up comedy. I mean, all three of them are already. They're already well known. But I'm saying those guys are going to be comedy phenoms, like superstars in the next five years. They're going to be on the comedy all-star team. Well, that'd be fun. That's, I'm going to write that. I need to, I need to, I need to jot, jot that one down. Do like a comedy all-star team? That's, that's not a bad idea. Oh, that reminds me. I should share this. I have... Now we're just going totally off off book, off topic here. Not even, do you hear my pages flipping here? Not even talk about the Mariners anymore. Here we go. This is from October thirty first, and but it's just because I was talking about brackets. Remember I was talking about the bracket I made. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm. Yeah, I was talking about. I was just getting some coffee. I was talking about. The bracket I made for podcasts a few episodes ago, and then also the one I'm working on for alternative music with Band of Horses, The Shins, Weezer, and Death Cab for Cutie. But here's a bracket I made from October 31st on Halloween. And this one, here we go. I'll just go through it. We have The Headless Horseman. Or Headless Horsewoman versus The Vampire and Vampire Advances. We have Werewolf versus Mike Myers. Werewolf Advances. We have Zombie versus Ghost. Ghost Advances. We have Mummy versus The Devil. The Devil. And The Devil Advances. So the other side of the bracket, we have Clowns versus Goblins. Clowns Advance. We have Frankenstein versus Skeletons, Frankenstein advances. We have Freddy versus Jason, Jason advances. 
Jason's the one with the hockey mask, right? Freddy, Freddy Krueger. That's the one that I did, I dressed up for as Halloween a few years ago. Using my Nike crew neck sweatshirt, which I was just looking over in my closet. I was like, maybe that one, that one might be at home. <laughs> I don't think I have that one here. But it looks just like Freddy Krueger's sweatshirt, though. It's so... And I, I didn't even realize it when I when I got it. Because it's red with maroon stripes. Maroon. Or crimson, if you're in Pullman. Ba- baby? That crimson? Baby? That crimson and gray? Son? Man? We, we're, the, we're the Alabama of the Pacific Northwest. Because we're all about that crimson. Alright. Oh my god, though. Speaking of Washington State, I don't even want to mention what Mike Leach, former WSU coach, he's in the news for... I mean, I might as well, now I have to mention it. So Mike Leach, I just heard this on Jalen Jacoby. Mike Leach posted a tweet of a picture of... I haven't even looked at the tweet. I'm just... This is my recollection from what Jalen Jacoby said. Mike Leach posted a tweet with a picture of a noose and and then said, this is what wives are going to be like with their husbands after the quarantine. So he was trying to make a, a joke, but... He he probably just used the wrong picture, <laughs> but like <clears throat> the thing is, like what Dave Jacoby was saying, like I don't I don't think Mike Leach is racist. I don't think he's racist because I you ha- you'd have to be a really undercover racist to be a college football coach, you know, right? <laughs> like because you have to. I don't, I mean, not that it could happen, but I I think something, I mean, I know that it was just an accident, like he, it was just a mistake probably by Mike Leach. I'm defending, I'm defending my cougar guy. But what I'm saying is, I, we would have figured out, we would have already figured out if he was racist by, by this point in his life. Because how old... Now I got to look at how old is Mike Leach. I think he's I think he's like my parents age. So I don't I mean I think he just he probably just didn't look at the picture that closely really or didn't really Fabian Lovett who criticized Mike Leach's meme transferring to Florida State. Yeah, cuz he's the coach of Mississippi State now. Yeah, and he was born in March of 1961. So he's even, he's a year older than my parents. So he he looks pretty good for his age, Mike Leach. He doesn't really look that old. I mean, he looks pretty, he's, he's 59. But anyway, wow. That's, that's crazy though. But I mean, I also, I believe... I believe in like second chances, of of course, like and people make mistakes 
or they, especially on social media, especially on, that's why people have always, Adam Carolla has talked about this. Lots of people talk about this, how professional athletes and coaches, apparently, they need, there needs to be some sort of Twitter service that it check, it double checks their tweets and like it sends it to like a a holding area where it it reviews their tweets before it's it goes out just to make sure that there's nothing in, racially insensitive <laughs> i think that's a great idea i mean for for the for famous people cuz cuz th- some people some people need need other people around them to to point them in the right direction sometimes, you know? <laughs> like, you just... Or it, maybe it's one of those... The Mike Leach thing. It could be one of those old people trying to figure out technology situations, you know? I mean, <clears throat> I want to defend him too much, but I obviously believe in second chances, though, so... And also, I, I don't think... I don't think in his heart... I don't think Mike Leach is a racist guy in his heart. I think he probably just clicked the wrong button on his Twitter. There you go. Um, I mean, yeah, it's just, it stinks. It stinks though. Like for sure. Like he's probably definitely regrets. (laughs) He definitely regrets it. Especially, dude, he's down there in at Mississippi State now, like, it would have been one thing if he did it while he was still the coach of WSU, but, I mean, now he's down there in Mississippi, which is, Mississippi, it might, wait, now I gotta see, do you guys want to know what, I'm pretty good at statistics, so I'm pretty sure that the state of Mississippi here, let me let me pull up the just to give, give you guys an example of what Mike Leach is going through right now. <laughs> Not that I mean, he's the one who brought it on himself, obviously. But let's see, Mississippi is what is it? Where where's the where's the? I'm just trying. Oh my gosh, here we go. Mississippi is. white, 37% black. I think it's the highest percent out of all the states. Like Mississippi has like the most black people is what I'm saying. saying. (laughs) So Mike Leach just, just really, just really did that. (laughs) You know, he just, he just messed up. Like we all... Everybody's made mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. So people and people deserve second chances. And I don't know. I don't want to defend him too much, but yeah, we'll just move. Let's just move on then. I just thought that was funny that Mississippi's thirty-seven percent is thirty-seven percent black, and and then that's what that's what Mike Leach did. Oh my gosh! I'm just I'm just imagining just that's like 
that's like such a bad plan. <laughs> he just he just didn't plan that one out. Uh, I mean, cause he but he still would have got a ton of heat if he did that anywhere, obviously. But you know what? I'm maybe maybe it's just magnified because because he's in the south, and I don't know. There's and there's oh my gosh. Well, also because he's in the south. And that's where the history is. Like, that's where the real, all the racial tensions come from. Like, they don't come from, they don't come from Pullman, Washington. <laughs> you know, they're not, they don't come from the Pacific Northwest. They come from, like, that, that picture he posted could have been actually, that probably happened in Mississippi. It's like, that's where, yeah, yeah, you, you know, of course. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> let's just let's just move on. Okay. Um, where were we here? I don't know if we figured anything out with that whole. I think the main takeaway from the Mike Leach discussion is have other people have an assistant check your tweets before you tweet something out. Like that's the biggest. How does the university? not already do that like how how is there not some sort of they need some sort of foolproof system you know some sort of checks and balance i don't know it 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 makes well the only reason why people don't do that is because then we wouldn't have these these news stories and they wouldn't have anything to talk about. It, it this just gives ESPN something to report on, right? When there's no sports right now, but because it would just be a non-story. If I'm not, I'm not blaming. I'm just blaming the entire system of famous people tweeting, <laughs> like these these really famous people in high status positions who have a ton to lose and then and then they're just texting this stuff out without anybody without anybody double checking it 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 makes no sense like they had Mike Leach had too much to lose like he had now i got to see cuz i'm almost i mean they didn't fire him but it's almost a little surprising that Mississippi State didn't fire Mike Leach. I'm almost a little surprised that that didn't happen. But I now we just got to see how much do you think how much you think they paid him. It's probably cuz they paid him so much. 5 million per year. Ooh. Ooh. That's a lot. That's a lot. Wait. Yeah, that's that's nice. I'm going to look at the... I mean, that makes him... He's one of the highest paid college football coaches, is what I'm saying. They invested in him. That's why they didn't... That's why they didn't fire Mike Leach after that. Because they're, they're throwing the house at him. They're, they're paying that dude. Leach becomes the highest paid coach in Mississippi State history. 
Former coach Dan Mullen made $4.5 million in base pay during his final season in 2017. All right. So, yeah, it's a four-year contract for $5 million per year. So $20 million over four years. That's a lot of money. That's especially for... Uh, now, I wonder what Nick Saban's earning. Nick Saban's making... Seven point five million. Okay. So and and Nick Saban has been the best coach in college football for over a decade. And he's only earning you're telling me Nick Saban's only making two point five million more than Mike Leach? What? Oh Dabo. What's what's Dabo making? I think Dabo's making a lot. He's making more than 9.3. Oh, <laughs> Dabo. Dabo. Yeah, Dabo. Got that 9.3 million, man. I got that Clemson Tigers, man. We're going to take them all the way to the championship out there. And Dabo Sweeney. We got them Clemson Tigers. We going out here and we running hard. And we're going to make this all the way to them ACC championship. And then we're going to the national championship. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> You just got to get that, that quick-talking southern person. All right, all right. Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> I wonder if he ever does that. Hey, guys. It's Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> uh, all right, all right. We're going to run. We're going to keep running the ball. We're going to pass the ball. We got Mr. Trevor Lawrence on, on the center right over there. He's going to throw a Hail Mary all Praise the Lord, Hail Mary. <laughs> it's a Hail Mary Sunday. That's crazy, though. 9.3 million? That's a lot. That's a lot for a college football coach. <laughs> Dabo. Dabo. Oh, my gosh. April 26, 2019. So, one year ago. Clemson coach Dabo Sweeney signs 10-year, $92 million contract. Oh. <laughs> what? 10 years? 10 years? Wait, wait, what's it? It says it includes an Alabama penalty. What's that mean? It, <clears throat> here we go. <clears throat> if... If he leaves to coach Alabama, where he was a walk-on wide receiver and assistant coach in the 90s, Sweeney must pay $4 million if he leaves Clemson before the end of this year. But the buyout increases to $6 million if he coaches the Crimson Tide. Oh, I see. That's so funny. <laughs> They're like, man, man, if you go over there to Alabama... Man, we're gonna raise hell. If you go to if you go over there, Tuscaloosa, yeah, I'll be. People in the South are crazy about football. That's so. That's a lot of money for a college football coach. Wow, <laughs> ninety-two mil. Now I want to see how much does the Clemson defensive coordinator? What's his name? Yeah, exactly. What's his name? What's his name? Defensive coordinator, coach, Brent Venables. 
Whoa. Brent Venables agreed to a five-year deal, base salary of $2 million, with incentives that can earn up to $11.6 million over the life of the contract. Oh, I see. $11.6 million over five years. Wait, that's so much money for... Wait, that's a lot of money for a... For a defensive coordinator <laughs> in college. What? A college defensive coordinator earning $2 million a year. That's absolutely insane. Wait, now I'm seeing... I'm looking up our new coach. Who's the new coach of the Cougars of Washington State? Oh, okay, here we go. It's Nick Rolovich, former player. Wait, who do you play for? University of Hawaii. Hawaii. Okay. And he was, oh, he was the coach for Hawaii from 2016 to 2019. 28 and 27 overall record, but two and one in bowl games, though. So that's pretty good. There you go. So Nick Rolovich, he is, he's young. He's only 41. And yeah, he's, he's the new coach. That's our, that's our dude. That's a, that's the WSU coach now. There we go. It's the guy who always wore the delays. Not the potato chip, the, you know, the Hawaiian lace runs neck. All right, man, this, I like how long we're going. <laughs> Here, we'll just, we'll wrap it up on this. Let's just wrap it up on, oh yeah, I forgot. We have to finish, we'll finish going through this, this Halloween bracket right here. So we have witches versus ghouls. We have witches defeating ghouls. So second round. We have vampires versus wolves. Wolves winning. We have ghosts versus the devil. And ghosts winning. Clowns versus Frankenstein. Clowns winning. And witches versus Jason. Witches winning. So the final four. Wolves, ghosts, clowns, witches. This is your Halloween bracket. And then I didn't even finish it after that. So I'll just do it right now. Let's have ghosts defeat wolves because they can sneak up on them. And clowns defeat witches because they can sneak up on them. <laughs> no. you, know, you know how sneaky clowns are? They're, they're, they're sh their shoes just keep squeaking when they're trying to sneak around. You can't sneak when you squeak. <laughs> it's tough to snake while you're squeaking. <laughs> that's that's my Seinfeld for the day. You ever notice? You ever try to sneak while you're squeaking? That's not easy. You can't sneak. There's no sneak squeak. There's no sneak squeak. <laughs> All right. Mm -hmm. So then the championship game: ghosts versus clowns. Wow, that's a tough... I'm going to say ghosts. Ghosts win. Just because I love Ghost Adventures so much. Love that show. Haven't watched it for years, but great show. 
I remember the first time I ever saw it. We were driving. Me and my dad were driving to Phoenix. This was when I had my driver's permit. Right before I got my license. So I drove most of the trip. And I this one thing I always would do. I had this weird nervous tick. Where I would touch my ear whenever I passed cars. And I don't know why. <laughs> and I remember my dad just he was pointed out one time. He was like, why do you keep touching your ear when you're passing cars? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> it's, I don't know. So, so he stopped. He stopped that real quick. So I don't do that anymore. I think I stopped doing that on that trip. But we spent the night at my dad's friend's house, Kenny Townsend. Down in Vancouver, Washington, right above Portland. And that's where I saw Ghost Adventures for the first time. I remember Kenny. Kenny. Kenny loved that show. We all watched it. That was that was fun. That was what was it, June 2009. Yeah. Wow. Think about it, eleven years ago now. Oh my goodness! But doesn't that's that's like a common theme of the podcast. <laughs> I'm always like, that was a decade ago, but it doesn't feel like it really. The last decade, decade goes quick. You know, I don't know. The definitely from seventeen to twenty seven definitely went quicker than from seven to seventeen. That's for sure. That's. Because you know how, like, time just... Because time is a bigger portion of your life when you're younger. Right? Each each day is a bigger... It's a numbers game, right? It's a bigger... It's a bigger deal. Each each day seems to... But yeah, but now the days just fly by. <laughs> especially during the quarantine. Especially during this time period. It's hard to... It's hard to like stretch it out. You gotta, you gotta read or do podcasts. This is how, this is how I make my days last long. Is I just do these nice, beefy, bulky, long podcasts, and then, but then I, I I look at it and it was only a couple hours. But it felt nice and feels like I've been talking for a while though. But then I, you got to go for walks and break up your day. Just not watch too much TV. That's the main thing that just drains your time away. Is when you watch a bunch of TV. But it's hard. I think it's hard for people to... to I mean, I know from personal experience. It's hard to not watch a bunch of TV over the right now. Over the past month. Of course. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Let's just, we're going to wrap it up here. I'm going to say the trucks for sale. This is Jay Buhner's favorite trucks. We got the 2014 Dodge Ram. We got 2014 GMC Sierra. Dodge Ram's only 19000 That's not that much for a, for a 2014 truck. Nineteen grand. That's not too bad that's not too shabby right tires by les schwab all right there so there's some more jay buner stuff 
man, we barely even looked at this game. <laughs> let's just let's get back to the Mariners. Jose Paniagua got the victory. He's one and one. Shigatoshi Hasegawa got the loss. He's one and one. Jeff Nelson Nelly got the save. He's for his first save. And I saw Nelly yesterday. Speaking of watching TV, I've been watching a lot of these. What like MLB, NBA, and NFL have all been streaming an old game each day. I think the NFL one's about to start at 9 a.m. And then the MLB one's at 4 and the NBA one's at 5. So I've been tuning into the MLB and NBA ones. And yeah, yesterday the baseball one was... It was the game that Pedro struck out 17 Yankees. It was September 10th, 1999. Back in pre-Y2K. And I saw Jeff Nelson, Mr. Nelly. <clears throat> Mr. Nelly himself was in the bullpen for the Yankees. But his mustache wasn't looking... His mustache wasn't looking as full and bushy as I remembered it. But maybe he was a little bit younger back then. Well, he was, obviously. He was younger in 1999 than in 2001. Wait, let's see how old he was. Jeff Nelson. Let's see. Nelly. Born November 17th, 1966. So I guess he was 32 on the, in that game I saw last night. Wow, he's older than I thought. Oh, so he pitched for the Mariners from 1992 to 95. I didn't realize he was with them that early. And then he came back to the Mariners in 01, 02. And then went back to the Yankees in 03. And then back to the Mariners in 05. So he went Mariners, Yankees, Mariners, Yankees, Mariners. And that's... Three stints with the Mariners, two stints with the Yankees. There you go. That's that's Nelly for you. And that's let's see. Let's let's just see if if any home runs in this game. Edgar. Edgar has third homer. John Olerud has third double. Stan Javier has first double. There you go. We're done. We made it. Oh oh and John Halama. Halama the Lama started the game. There you go. Now I gotta go. I'm standing up so my bladder knows that my bladder's on the podcast clock. It's like, it knows. It's like, you're about to go, but just one second. Thank you, thank you. I love you. I love you for listening. Thank you. Share the podcast. Hit that share button on your phone. And push it on your social media, baby. Share this podcast. Share it, share it. I love you. Have a great day. Have a great night. I hope you're enjoying your quarantine or just making the most of it in whatever way that you can. And have fun. And I love you. And thank you. And bye. See ya.